most people try and create an Instagram reel about their life. And let's be fucking real. I just don't really pay any attention to any of that. It's been 14 years raising children. There's yeah. only so much you can do. And so you've got to find where you can do the bits you can do alongside. Jane dies when stories are told in safe spaces. And I fucking 100% stand by that. That's the beauty of a conversation. That's the beauty of being real. And I'm freaking thanking full fucking credit for this, by the way. I support this. <laughs> I couldn't see, again, like any other way of doing things, so I worked like a fucking dog. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your family life. Find the people who have the skill. Have the conversation. Welcome to a Road Less Doubtful podcast, leaning into the parts of you that have been hidden away. I'm your host, Emily Wilson. Hey, guys. So welcome to a Road Less Doubtful podcast. Today, we have something a little bit different on. I have one of my really good friends, Cody, on. She is a bit of a financial guru. And what I like about Cody is that she's really a straight shooter and straight to the point. Um, I got to know Cody a couple of years ago, actually through the gym. And then our friendship has changed and grown and uh, evolved over time, which we will get into a little bit more. But first, I'm going to hand you over to Cody just so she can give you a little description of what she does for a job, and then we'll dive into all of the good stuff. Hey, Cody. Hey. Ha! I don't know what to say, but um, a little bit about me and what I do. I own a finance brokerage, initially sort of profess in the equipment finance space and have progressed into the homeland space because I love property and things like that. Um, I guess my knowledge base comes from experience as well as the client base that I have across self-employed and um, personal. So I have a large array of tools in my kit, I guess, and knowledge to sort of help people through a wide range of things, I guess. That's what people come to me for is the experience and the knowledge, so as well as the finance side of things. But, yeah, I guess that's the space that I kind of sit in, really. Yeah, I think you do very well in the home loan space or the advocating for everybody's space because you don't like to take no for an answer and you like to... No, hey. Ah. And you like to... That I do not. And you like to fight. And so I think... Why I wanted to get you on is we often will go down the beach or we'll just chat. And a couple of days ago, I called you pretty overwhelmed just in a space of like, oh, fuck, I can't do this again. Um, I've been trying to pivot in my business and it felt like I was back at square one and you just called me on my shit and just said, Emily, like, control the controllables and where can you step back in? And you kind of brought me back down to earth. I think that's what you're really good with. But... We have different backgrounds in the way we think about money. Um, we do all of those different things. But when I went through my separation three years ago, I guess the scariest thing for me, once I realized that it was going to be okay for all intensive purposes and my kids were relatively okay and the, the fear went away, the biggest fear was holding onto my house and how I could make money on my own. And yeah, like I just said, holding the house. And so I reached straight out to you and we were in limbo for a couple of months, but I still remember the phone call. I was putting clothes in my dryer on a lunch break from work. And <laughs> you're like, so I got some good news. <laughs> oh, I love these phone calls. They're fun. And like you literally said, you've got the loan, you've got the house. Oh, and I got you an extra however many thousand it was on top as a buffer. 
And holy shit. I know. It like makes me emotional thinking of it because it's just, um, and I suppose like women too, and that's a big thing that I advocate for, um, like in post separations and things like that, going through those situations. I don't know. Um, I, I do have a lot of women come to me that are separating from partners or whatever to get advice on their financial position and what they can be doing and 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 with that it, there always comes this worry of being alone and doing everything on your own but yeah um that's just the space that I really enjoy playing in to be honest that like really actually lights me up a lot when I have those conversations with people and um I don't know I guess to a degree like having women advocate for themselves as well because it is a scary space to be walking into like the unknown of doing everything on your own when you've been a family unit for so long. I agree it's something that I have people messaging me about as well like saying how have you done it or you seem to be doing fine now and as you know it's kind of this roller coaster and for those listening like you've been separated a year and a half and me three so we're both navigating it at in different ways. Um, I was in a different financial position to you, but it doesn't matter. Like we all have our, our thing and they'll message saying, how did you do it? How did you hold your house? How does it feel like? And I guess the thing I do tell them, even though it's scary, is that you've got it in you. Like you always have. And when you have to do it, you show up and you get it done. And there's always a way. Yes. You know. I just think from my perspective, and that's probably just around what I do for a living, that figures don't lie. Um, so when you can take your financial position and map it out and work out what your income, your expenses are, where you're going to be sitting, only you yourself know, you know, there's bank policy and whatever we have to adhere to, but you yourself know if that's achievable for you and what you can do. Um, it's just kind of when you're in the midst of your own situation, it is hard. I literally just did a thing this morning and I'm big on that anyway. Like it's really hard when you're in your own space to get outside of it and be like, oh, fuck, like this isn't as bad or, you know what I mean? When you're emotional about it or when you're always going to be when it's your personal situation, there's always going to be emotions involved in all of that. Like it's such a big outcome, whether you can keep your house, like your family home or whether you can't, like that's a huge, a huge deal to anybody. Um, but yeah, it's just having, I guess, somebody's outside perspective of you personally, as well as of your finances and when you're self-employed for someone to come in and go, this is where your business is sitting this is what you can do. And I guess I've learned that a lot through what I do is that a lot of people don't understand their financials. Um, you work in your business, um, but you generally, a lot of people don't really know how to read their profit and loss or understand what that's actually telling you. And there's a pattern in that. So I guess from my perspective, I can look at things and go, this is exactly where you're at. This is what you can and can't do. You decide if that's the position that you want to be in and we move forward. When starting my journey of self-discovery, I felt alone and lost. That's why I'm so incredibly dedicated to this podcast and passionate about building you a place of community to help you remember exactly who you were before life got in the way. So with that said, word of mouth is one way we can grow this community. So please share this with your friends and family. And so you don't miss an episode, I'd love for you to tap the subscribe button. Now, let's get back to the episode. And it's so... It is hard because you are a facts and figures person and I know you have the emotional side because we discuss that all the time as well. But when it comes to this business and what you're really good at, you do, you just, 
that's exactly what you did for me yesterday. It was just, these are the facts. You know, you can go and make the money. So just step back in and go do that. The figures don't lie. And I was like, okay. And you got me out of my head and out of all of my emotion and all of those things to help me. But it's when you're in it and it's that first thing that you have to try and navigate or or whatever, it's so important to find people who can do that for you. So whether it is someone like you who is a, a financial advisor and can get in and get that stuff for you, whether it's an accountant or if it's just friends who you can bounce things off so that they can see it from a different perspective, I think it is super important and especially like for me, I held so many beliefs around money as well. So I never thought that I could have it or that I should have money because my beliefs from my growing up were if I get money or I become successful, I can't be liked and people won't want to be around me. And I know that might not seem as relevant to what you were saying, but as soon as you do that, then you've got to step out on your own. You're not going to attract the money either because you are literally scaring it away and your belief is saying to yourself, you have no way of doing it, you know? Yeah. And you've got this um, negative attachment to money. And I see that like I'm a, um, I'm a twin. My twin sister took a while to change her perception of money because she had a very similar one to you that like money's dirty and it's greedy and it, it's egotistical and all these things where I've sort of come from a perspective um, like mum and dad split up when we were in year six and mum was self-employed and struggled for fucking ever. So my biggest thing was money gives you options. You know, when you're, um, you can't go places because you don't have fuel money. Like mum would, that would be our situation. She felt, well, we can't go there because I don't have the money for fuel to get there sort of thing, like that sort of shit. Um, so to me, I'm like, well, money gives me options to be able to do whatever the hell I want. So I don't have a negative attachment to that whatsoever because from my perspective, the more money you make, the more you can help other people. So if you have an ability to do that, you've got the brain power and the knowledge and the skills why I feel like you're doing society a disservice if you don't do those things. I come from it from a different perspective. I don't think money's greedy whatsoever. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that perspective. It's taken me so long and I'm still working on it, as you know, but I definitely don't think it's a greedy thing. You know, it's you're a person without the money or with the money. You can choose to be a horrible, mean, greedy, you know, yeah, person, or you can choose not to be. And money actually doesn't change that. And the more I've learned with coaches, sitting with you, learning about me, having to step into that, having to go, okay, I have to do this. And if I don't do this, I can't provide for my children. That in itself shows you exactly what you just said. It's options, it's choices, it's providing for my family, it's showing them that I can do something and it totally rewrites the narrative that I, I had before. And that's huge. Even like staff as well, like the more money I make, the more I can pay them, the more that filters down to their family and their kids and the lives that they want to lead. Like all of that shit comes into play for me, 100%. I can't be where I am without them. So the onflow of that is really important to me. So much so. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, the more, I guess it's sort of like a community-based thing. Yeah. Um, that you can have, like, you know what I mean? Like my sister, not to put that on a podcast, but she'll have like a couple of grand sitting in the center console of the car and she's had people in instances that 
just randomly, I guess the universe puts these people in front of you. I remember giving some lady a grand one day at McDonald's that was fleeing a domestic violence situation. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have that money. You don't have those options to do those things for people. Yeah. Um, to me, that's pretty important. It was huge. And it's, and again, like I just said, it's energy. So by her doing that, she's actually just attracting more in because she doesn't yeah. have an attachment to that money so much. Yeah. Whereas when you're holding it, you're not yeah. flowing it out or you're not thinking yeah. more can come in. Yeah. And get in that That's, headspace. It's just, I don't know. I just think, yeah, if you just keep a positive mindset around it, um, where your energy goes, your energy flows sort of thing. A hundred percent believe that. Um, and if, yeah, if you have a scarcity mindset, you're constantly scared of it coming in as well as going out. So you're just constantly putting this brick wall up against anything regarding money. And I've just never been that way. I've always, um, I've always made calculated decisions. So I'm not adverse to risk, but I definitely do my research. I do my cash flows. I work out everything before I make a decision. There's always a couple of exit strategies and things like that to it too. Like you're not frivolously, frivolously going out and doing random shit, and, you know, just throwing money all over the show and thinking that it's just going to keep flowing in. It's not that. It's being smart about it, but it's also um, not being scared of it too. Yeah. You said about choices and, you know, being able to earn the money allows the choices. So... Yeah. Again, I am going to bring it back to the separation only because it just sort of shows how things can change like really yeah. quite quickly and how they can ebb and flow and that that's also okay um, because that's just money and there's going to always be things coming in, whether they're external or internal. So whether it's the banks, whether it's interest rates, whether it's yourself trying to pivot in business, which I'm saying because that's me at the moment, which means money's going yeah. out. And if you haven't had to do those things before, it can become scary because you're not used to seeing that money going in and seeing it come back and, and how that all looks. But going back, I remember my worst fear once I got that house and you gave me that phone call and I'm like, cool, like I've achieved that goal. Amazing. Okay. Now I build my business and I had to build my business. So I had to go like basically with you and the accountant, I sat down, we did a spreadsheet and I took my business from one space that was like a hobby to a space that enabled me to hold a house and pay back a mortgage of the size it was on my own. And that in itself didn't even seem like it was achievable while I was in my marriage fearing what it would look like on the other side. And I think, like you said, it's important to break it down into those little chunks and put the fingers in front of you because I know the conversation I've had with you so many times is like, know your numbers, Emily. Whereas I'm such a field person, I'm like, it'll be okay. Like it feels good today. And you know, so maybe some advice in that space, because by doing that, it allowed me some choices. So this year to have those holidays and things that I just didn't think were at all possible three years ago. So shit changes pretty quick when you look at the numbers. I think, um, depending on how you do reporting from a business sense, like even, even personally or whatever, like, you know, the hours you work, you know, the income that you're going to have. Um, you just base it off that really. That's what I mean. Like data and statistics don't lie. Your income and your expenses, your assets and liabilities, they are what they are. Um, you can backtrack that historically and go, okay, based on this many sales and this and that, this is how much income I'm going to generate. And it, it's from a personal perspective as well. Um, 
I think you just need to sit and I think it's definitely a lot easier having an external party come in and do it because personally you can get a bit wrapped up in detail or um, things that you possibly don't understand or whatever. But yeah, from a business sense, that's basically what it comes down to, historical figures, um, sales, income and expenses, and you can basically forward plan how it's going to look like. And then you do a cash flow based off that. Like business-wise, this is how much you're going to make. This is what your expenses are going to be. And you then you flip that around to personal because it flows through to that, like how much money you need to make personally now based off a different living situation because you're now classed as single um, and the home loan's 100% your responsibility and there's not two incomes. Um, I think from like a perspective of knowing your numbers and where you're at and forward planning. I think it is handy to have an external party that can help you have a look at all of that. Like I said before, it is like, even for me, like I know all my shit off the back of my hand, but still it, um, it pays to sit and have a conversation with someone about your stuff that also understands it. I guess that's what I love what I do because I'm, um, a bit of an external party to people's personal lives because if you're doing anything through me I have to know the ins and outs of absolutely everything um to a be able to give you the advice that you need um and b to know if it's if it's actually going to work like from a bank poly bank policy perspective as well as like your own personal cash flow like it I think people need to to a degree know their numbers Obviously, like you said, you're a feeling person. So you go based off gut feeling and stuff about things, which I do also. But like I was saying, like I still make calculated decisions about things. Um, In my family, I was always the one that knew all the money stuff and knew all of that side of things because that's just what I do for a living. So it just, you know, it just works that that's what the side of things that I took care of. Um, So to me, it wasn't that um, big of an issue. But a lot of women don't take care of that side of things or... um, even from a business perspective, there's so many people, not gender specific, that don't actually understand their business financials or anything. They're just working in it. So then when it comes to a degree where you're separating, you don't even have that backing of a separate person to discuss things with or go over things with. It's all lands on your shoulders. Bang, cue anxiety, cue all the other shit and the overwhelm that then sits on your shoulders as well as like, you know, not being fully informed about where you're at. Um, it can create a pretty mentally straining situation. So that's what I like to step in because I, I, I really give a shit about this stuff. Like I want to see people personally succeed in whatever it is that they want to do and however they want to do it. Hey guys, if this episode resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories and tag myself at a road less doubtful. And if you're ready to lean into the parts of you that have been hidden away and start your road to less doubt, and have way more fun, I'd love for you to join our community of like-minded women who build each other up inside our free Facebook group. Tap the link in the show notes below and I can't wait to see you on the inside and travel this journey together. In whatever it is that they want to do and however they want to do it. I do have a skill base where I know a lot of things about this sort of thing and I can help people from, you know, a business accounting and financial perspective to help them see a way through or help them break down their business income and expenses, which then flows onto the personal stuff, which is where you paying for your own home loan to get an idea of if the personal situation you need to be in is sustainable from your business perspective. Like they all kind of go hand in hand. So 
you need to be able to understand both and um, and just make sure that, yeah, you can uphold whatever it is that you're trying to even do, really. Like, it's just, it just comes down to an understanding. Like, yeah, the figures don't lie. Work them out, lay them out, have a look at them or review it and go, yeah, okay, that's, we can, we can do that. And then we just move forward from there, really. Speaking of having choices uh, and finding freedoms and how we, at night, don't clean want. the fucking house. <laughs> I'm not cleaning the house. I support this. <laughs> the cleaners are cleaning the work studio so I can sit here and have this conversation and this is part of my pivot yep. and, you know, where money's going out in different areas. So um, versus money. So there's that. Yeah. Wow. How's that? How's that for a pivot? I guess what I would say to what you said, now that I can breathe because I just ran the stairs and out there. Um, it, I think what I noticed in what you were saying and something that I was thinking about last night is like noticing how far you come and noticing your strengths. So I can say like I do everything with emotion or feel or whatever, but it is actually a really big strength. So Hmm. let's go inside my marriage. A lot of the time was spent raising the kids, running to do things, and my business was running at a hobby. Yeah. So even though I had a skill, it wasn't being utilized to its full potential. And then I had to step in and use that outside of it. It would be very easy for me to get overwhelmed because I didn't know my numbers. I didn't know how to build the business. I didn't know how to do the things. But some of the skills that I do have for me is like, I guess, a bit of grit and resilience or yeah. um, some common sense or people skills that I can then go, okay, I'm going to hold on to those things and like go, what what can I achieve with those? And then pull the experts in to help me get to the next bits. And I think sometimes it's the comparison because I do this a lot and I'm learning not to. It's yeah. comparing myself to other people in their skills because I want to be there yeah. and also in what they've got because it's just showing me like it's almost like a jealousy it's showing me what I want to achieve but I need to be okay with where I'm at and something I was thinking last night is that like I was kind of beating myself up a little bit for not being what however far ahead I was you know financially but I had to step back and just go oh my god like cut yourself a break which you are yeah. day to me. like yeah. be kind of yourself yeah, because you spent now, it's been 14 years raising children. And so within that 14 years, that's 14 years that other people had to solely focus on themselves yeah. if they didn't have kids and build expertise in whatever other area, right? There's yeah. only so much you can do. And so you've got to find where you can make the time and do the bits you can do alongside. So if you are stepping from a situation where you don't know where you're heading, and it's yeah. something where you need to make more money, regardless if it's on your own, together in a partnership or whatever. Like, I don't know, I'm guessing you're going to agree with me. Like, find those strengths, find those parts that are good for you. Yeah. And then just slowly build those things in around. Find the people who have the skill. Have the conversation. Yeah. Well, I think um, everything's relative. Like, everyone has come from their own different background. They've come from their own relationships, their own upbringing, their own financial position and whatever like no one's ever going to mirror anybody else's like completely and I I don't know I've just always I've never looked sideways I don't give a shit what anyone else is doing they're not living my life I'm not living theirs and let's be fucking real like 
most people try and create an Instagram reel about their life, whether it's in person or fucking on Instagram or whatever anyway. So I just don't really pay any attention to any of that. So you take what you've got and you make the best of it. Like you said, with you raising the kids and all that sort of thing. I think a lot of women come from that situation that are raising families too. Um, and we all do it a different way. Like I breast, I took my kids to um, work with me and breastfed them until they could walk. And then they went to daycare, but I wasn't someone that sat at home. I was like, nah, I got shit to do. Like I want to build a property portfolio. We need money to be doing that. So I went straight into work, like straight after the settling um, maternity leave thing was over. I was like, yep, let's fucking hit it and get going. Like everyone, I don't know, everyone does everything and looking sideways at people and the way that they do things, I think only just takes from you. Like that's energy drawn from you that you, you're putting out into the world to compare yourself to other people. And I just feel like there's just no need to be doing it. Everybody probably more so needs to support each other and go, Hey, you're really fucking good at that. Or you're really good at that because then all of a sudden, and I think, you know, women, <laughs> can either be their worst fucking nightmare or be everybody's best advocate depends what you like as a person but you know and I know what all of us are like as a um a group of people and me personally I never really um I'm not a people person I never had a heap of people around me I don't I don't care for it if you don't love me I don't I do now I do now I do now so post separation you know well um I just worked a lot and my sole focus was on that, was building our financial position because I, I'm just passionate about doing that and I don't want to be poor and have no options. So that, that was always a massive driver for me. So that's what kept me going in that space always. But then when, you know, I suppose pivoting the conversation to when shit blows up personally, I can deal with business stuff, sweet as, but when things blow up personally... That's a whole nother fucking kettle of fish when your foundation is rocky and it's not solid anymore. You can't really operate in a business sense like you did when that foundation was okay and you had that backing and you had that person. Um, so I think from that perspective, I became a bit more of a people person post-separation because I needed that support system around me. Like my my greatest supporters have come from the last year and a half, two years in my life. And I, I think because I still, and I still have that same perception. Like I'm, I'm a people person if you're my people, but if you're not, I don't have time for it. Um, and I hold that strong. I don't think that's an egotistical thing at all. You know, everyone, each to their own, whatever. But um, I want to be around people that support me and every fucking part of me, like the good things and the bad things. Like, you know, I've done some shit stuff and, there's people that get around me and still support me in that and um, want to see me grow and thrive and succeed and I want those same things for those people. Um, and I think if you get around people like that, you do feel unstoppable. So when you're in a situation where the shit's hitting the fan, you've got those people to go, well, hold up, look at what you have done. Like even you the other day, I'm like, but you're not sitting in the same space that you were sitting in a year ago, not even six months ago like personally and professionally, but it's us sort of catching up to our own perception of things because we've got our own perspective of, of ourselves. And like people say to me, like, everyone's drawn to your energy and and say these, like people are like this and that and right. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I just don't, I mean, you're just over here doing your thing, but it's nice to have those people around you that remind you of what you're capable of and the things that you can do. 
Um, but like, even though you said, like, it's not, even though you've just taken a shift from, sorry, I feel like I just rattled off a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> no, this is, this is like, for me, I'm like, yeah, you're talking numbers and whatever. I'm like, I've called you on cause I love talking about them. So this is much better for me. This is much juicier. Even though you've pivoted, you haven't because this is like the emotional version of numbers. It's like yeah, putting it in hand in hand and like laying it out. So you come to me and I'll be like, hold on, Cody, like, this is where you're either like not seeing this or you're being too emotional in this because well, I see what emotions like, but when I look at you from the outside, I can not get heightened, right? Just like you do with my numbers. You can just like bring it back down. I'll be like, well, can yeah. I see you from this perspective? Remember you a year and a half ago when you did yeah. this, this and this, now you're not, yeah. you know, and we all hold each other accountable. I think what's also really important in it is when you talked about like the not comparing or the whatever, it's also okay to change your identity and then yeah. and shift and be okay with that. And that's something you and I both had to do. Yeah. And probably all we'd maybe wanted to do and didn't even know how to do. Yeah. Um, and then you do find more of these people and like, okay, so I know we were joking about it before the podcast started, but a while ago we did our mood boards and we were like sharing them with each other. Like, I don't do your vision. We're going to do that. We're going to set our goals. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sent me this picture of your mood board and it was just like so perfectly curated and like in stylistics with like browns and deep greens. And it was like money and authority and like growth and like success and then I'm like yeah and property mine is all like property and house stuff you know like awesome um here's mine and they're like send mine back I'm like I feel like we need to take half of mine and half of yours and we yeah. get to merge together because I had like had paint splatters and some like yeah. people in love and trousers like oh and yeah 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 like me that's the thing Money buys you choices, which is what you said. When yeah. you when you get out of a relationship or when you are yeah. trying to navigate something, it's not a relationship. It's just life. You're getting older. Whatever it is, you just start to want and need different things, but you're trying to yeah. find yourself within that space, like you just said before. And to do that, you need to be able to put in some of the time, some of the feelings, some of the emotion, and then mix it with the finance and the dollars and the numbers so you can keep moving forward and one is serving the other. 100% there's no travel or anything on my mood board. Not at all. Like it's, um, and yet she's out scuba diving and sitting on her jet ski. So I'd be very. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know, as of late, like creating the balance because I think, um, me working so hard got me to a place personally um and I didn't see outside I didn't I couldn't see again like any other way of doing things so I worked like a fucking dog and it's not good for your mental health it's not good for your family life like your relationships um anything like that and I guess after um a separation and me having to do a lot of personal work I guess that's just changed my perspective like I look at things now and even if I get into re in a in a really high stressed overwhelmed state it's a real fucking eye-opener for me now because I'm like man I lived in that fucking space like daily and I, I literally like it's just it's gut-wrenching gut-wrenching wrenching 
to me to even think back to how I was fucking living like Mm -hmm. just yeah like my laptop went everywhere it was literally like the absolute priority of my life was my work because I um attached my identity to that to being a business person and and it but it coincided with my goals in life too so all of that went that way um now I don't even know what my future looks like so to be honest it's just doing things on a daily basis that feel good to me like being at the beach is just like my calm space um I've had to basically um you know post separation I didn't walk into my office for months and my girls didn't even know what was going on um and they just basically took the reins and did a lot of shit and really stepped up for me um and I'll ever be forever be like grateful for them for doing that because it allowed me that space that I needed to just do whatever it was I was doing. I don't even know. I can't even remember because it feels like that space is just, you know, <laughs> when you're in this heightened emotional time that you can't even fucking go back and remember it because you're in that much of a state that I think your mind blocks it out. Um I know I had very similar then, but it was, it was almost the opposite. Like, cause you were so used to working and working. Yeah. Kind of not clocked out, but you went the other way and like started to process your emotions and like work through. Oh uh, yeah. You know, like- I like, I love PD stuff anyway. I love all the professional development stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, all I read is autobiographies, all the I read is investment stuff. Um, but I've always been really fucking sure of myself as a person. Like you could not, you could not sway my perception of myself at all, anybody else's external idea of me wouldn't shake me until I've sort of stepped into a space where I've gone against my values and morals that are literally a part of my fucking identity. To have done that really shook me to my absolute core. And it's so, but mine too, in a totally different way. So, you know, you said people showed up for you and I know this podcast has taken a really different turn and I don't give two shits because this is what this podcast is supposed to be about. It's like, it's supposed to be about real conversation. So I love this so much. And so thank you for for sharing. (laughs) But like you talk about how it went against your morals and and whatever and your values, but you know, like who you are. And so you've had to look at that, but how many people came out of that? So for me, it was like having this beautiful relationship and being a good wife and being a good mother and whatever the hell that looks like as the yeah. old. And so I've had to come out of it and go, holy shit, you were really lying to yourself on a lot of things. But yeah. as it happened, just like you, we wouldn't have taken the time to look at it. So I can look at my ex-husband and I can say, like, I'm really sorry that I didn't pay enough attention to when you were out earning the money because that's what he held as a love language or valuable or whatever, we maybe didn't communicate enough in that. But I also didn't know me well enough when I stepped into it to say, hey, I actually want to work a bit more than what I thought I did. Yeah. I want to change. I want to pivot that communication. And so when mine failed, my identity was like, I'm a strong woman. I have something to offer. I'm not yeah. just the person that cleans the dishes. And so it unraveled me in different ways because my values were like, I was conflicting there. Yeah. All I ever wanted to do was be this loving mum who was a good wife. So I was like, well, actually, I'd... that wasn't maybe necessarily true. So I stepped back in and work saved me. While well, you retreated from yours, 
I stepped into mine and being around people and talking to people and just having something to do built me in that space. So we're literally like same, but like the opposites, like just traveling that. And I think that's the beautiful thing. And the hard thing when you're going through it, you don't know what you're about to go through. You would never have chosen it. And yet when you go through it, all of the incredible shit that comes out the other side, the things you realize you can do, the money you realize you can make, the the friends you realize you can find, yeah, the community that's there, the vulnerability that you can start having with those people just all freaking drops in and holds yeah. And that, I think, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. It's like the vulnerability that you can share. Hello, hello, it's Emily here. You guys may have heard me talk about human design and will continue to do so throughout my podcast because it's helped me to expand my life using it as a tool along my journey. If you would like to take your first step on a road to less doubt, then download your own free personalized human design chart by clicking on the link in the show notes. Then, as you follow along on socials or the podcast, you'll be able to integrate this and gain more clarity of who you are and remember who you came here to be. Lastly, I'd love for you to join our community of like-minded women inside our free Facebook group. All links are in the show notes. All right, back to the episode. And that, I think, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. It's like the vulnerability that you can share. And I've kind of found that like the camaraderie between women that have been through similar experiences. Like I just fucking dig that so hard. Um, yeah, to be able to just have these open conversations because potentially I think, you know, like marriage breakdowns and things happen with a lack of communication. Because to be honest, if we were all openly communicating, like would we end up in that space? Like I really don't think so. Um, and it's all a lesson in itself. But, you know, and when you come out of that, and doing all the perfect, like the, um, the work on yourself personally, like I see that stuff now, like to, to be vulnerable with my friends and, um, owning who I am and watching them actually accept me for who I am then proves to me that, um, like it's okay to go through life and stuff up and, and do things and change your identity and um but I think with that people see the real you so you said before yeah like people are now saying Cody you've just got this energy you've just got this aura right like I saw that from the day I met you in the gym but you weren't as open you know you weren't as you because you weren't willing to let that in I get now people saying You've got a good heart and you're kind, right? We both wanted people to see those parts of us. We weren't even willing to show them, even though we wanted people to see them because we just had some kind of guard up without even knowing we had it because we should have been through the experience is how I feel. Well, I've always been solid in myself, so I don't think I've I've ever had a focus on that. Um, But then when that um, solidity kind of crumbled a little bit, um, I guess then I sort of self-doubt come into my life, which I've never experienced. I've never had an issue of writing who I am or what I stand for um, until I broke all of that myself. So, um, and then also um, trying to identify with myself again and work out who I am. Um, I don't know. It feels like a bit 
silly to sort of mask any of this conversation with um, not saying anything. But I guess for me, it was like um, the situation that I was, that I ended up in from a marriage perspective is sort of sorting out my sexuality, whether, I don't know, I'm gay or not, or all this sort of gear, um, which is what led me to a separation. Um, so that was a huge thing for me. That's where all the personal stuff sort of come into it because I, I identified with myself in all these other ways, but then all of a sudden the business me wasn't something that I identified with because I stepped away from it so much. And then from a moral perspective, um, I struggled with all of that stuff and breaking up my family and all these things. So I guess... I didn't see from an external perspective anyone's, I didn't resonate with anyone's view of me from an energy perspective or anything like that because I was still, I was trying to find myself at that point. But now I feel like I'm back at that. Um, I can see it. I can see it now. Um, like, and I resonate with that because it's the same thing that I say to other people. Like you just... I think energy is just the most important thing on earth. It's the first thing that I'll ever judge somebody by is, um, yeah, the energy that I get from them, regardless of anything else. Like, you know, you can tell when someone's a kind person and that they have good intentions and that they make you feel good. And it is true. Like, you know, the feeling that people leave you with, and I just want to be mindful of that in anything and everything that I do going forward in life because I feel like that's the most important thing ever is that especially when you've hurt people that you care about like I don't ever want to ever step into a space like that in my life ever again I've never experienced it before and I don't wish to um so everything now has to be from a really solid solid place and obviously having really open communication about where I stand and who I am and what I want and why I want it. Um, and that to me is probably the top priority in anything that I do going forward is how that feels for me. And um, to make sure that I'm honoring myself in every fucking thing that I do going forward for myself and as a good role model to my kids and anybody else that I come into contact with. Oh, firstly, boom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm just flying. So fucking proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I know mine like really humbled and honored that you just spoke that mouth in there. I thought oh, we were not going there. Yeah, we went. We saw a sort of, um, but I don't know. That, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of a conversation. That's the beauty of being real. That's the beauty of having somebody beside you or around you. Yeah. And I'm freaking taking full fucking credit for this, by the way, right yeah. now. Well, you know, like there's strength in vulnerability. And I had this conversation with um, a friend, you know, the other week that shame dies when stories are told in safe spaces. And I fucking 100% stand by that. Right. And I remember, I remember the first time you told me. And I was like, so fucking what? Like, that's you, but you're putting that on you. Like, yeah. you know, but it, it come from a place of I don't care because I knew how big it was. Like, I knew how big it would be. It wasn't that space. It was just like, that's not, that doesn't define you. It never has, just like your dog didn't, just like you don't define me by where I work or that I'm a mum. 
And it's not that I'm downplaying what you said in any way, shape or form, because I everything is incredible. But the thing is, all of you was already inside of you. That kind yeah. of person, like read that intention, the warmth, the energy. That's the Cody that I always saw. Anyway, it's just that you found you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And it feels different. So then we get so up different. And that's amazing. Mm. And it's, I think like your personal, your personal journey is never really about anybody else. It's only about you. So I think, um, as much as everybody offers their opinion and their, um, their insight into things and what they think of you, unless you come to that realization yourself, it's never going to hit home. Like, like it's the same thing. Everyone in life, like you can everyone's been through an absolutely shit fucking experience we've all come from trauma and this and that i'm like but and people can scream that shit from the rooftop but until somebody has ever experienced it themselves that lesson is never going to hit home the way that it will until you experience it um and it's all relative like back we you know come full circle everybody's situation um and whatever they've been through, it's all, you know, whether you've got more money or you've got less money or this or that, it's all relative to everything. Like the more money you make, fuck, the more money you got to spend. Like everything, um, yeah, it's just all relative, I think. And it all just comes down to you yourself and being happy with where you're at and making sure that everything that you do is, um, it just sits well with you, really. Yeah. I guess. Like you said, we've come full circle in the conversation, but you're right because it does come back down to finding it within you. And even when you don't think you have it or when you're just starting out trying to be be vulnerable or you've just yeah. sort of fully broken or you've hit that rock bottom that you think yeah. is rock bottom, you just have to start and make a step. And whether it's finances and you just look yeah. at the numbers, if it's you don't know how tomorrow looks and how to show up for your children that morning because you've been crying in the shower all night. Yeah. Just, you know, like it's all the same. You find your community, the people who can listen to you and don't think that you're a burden in it. That's something yeah. I would say. Something I'm yeah. really passionate about because I struggled to ask. Me. Yeah. It takes courage to do that. It yeah. really does. It takes courage to ask for help and to pull those people in, but I just literally, I just think at the end of the day, if you're a good person, your people are always going to surround you. They're always going to be there for you. Um, and you would want to do that for them. So allow them yeah. to do it for you. Like, yeah. And it's that energy thing, the same as the money energy, the same as all of it. And so, yeah, do that. Put your steps in. Know that you can do it no matter what. Everyone's is going to look different. Everyone's yeah. going to look messy. Don't compare yeah. it to somebody else. No. And just building bricks and something I never did as well is I never looked how far I had come. I never looked at the yeah. making the big wins. And I think it yeah. always comes back to knowing what you think is right for you is going to ultimately be right for you by yeah. using a sounding board every now and then. Yeah. Never hurt. Or finding an expert. Yeah. It doesn't mean you'll make everything they say on as God. Nah. You think what happens is you automatically get a feedback. You automatically get an answer that you go, yeah, I'm going to take 10% of that. I can take ninety percent of that, and the rest I'm going to leave. But now I have a bit more of a clarity. Yeah, and I just think like, um, like, are you going to regret asking a question? Probably not. So you're probably going to regret not asking it if you don't get a an answer that's going to help you. So 
I guess. That was the saying, like, it's 100% no if you don't ask. Yeah, like, we just have to be more courageous and ask for the help that we need and be open and honest about our situations and where we're at. So, yeah, everyone can just band together and help each other out. We all have different skill sets. We've all, we're all come from different backgrounds and have um, different tools in our kit. So just pull all those people together, yeah, like financially, personally, fucking across the whole board. Yeah. Like just in life in general. I think I do my business, whether it's this, whether it's showing up for tattooing. It's about the person. It's about the connection. Yeah. For you, doing finance, it's about the figures, but it's more than that. It's about making that phone oh, call. the outcome. It's the outcome, but it's what you let someone feel. It's you've given them hope. You've given them joy. So, you know, that's how we do business. That's how we like to help each other. That is what community is. So I want to say with that, can you tell people where to find you if they want some help get in the house, if they want, you know, the big bucks, if they want our math, or do they want equipment finance, whether they just want to have a chat about how you got through the shit you got through, because I'm sure you're happy to chat that too. So yeah, where can they find you? Website is cofinance.com.au or give our office a call on, depending on what state you're in, 07-4123-0566. Oh <laughs> wait, there's more. No, I'm kidding. Um, and you'll find us on Instagram. I can't remember what the handle is. I think it's co.finance. We had to put the dot in there, I think. Um, and we'll put all of the links in the show notes anyway, so you'll yeah. to have a look and see that. But I thank you for your time this morning. And I know you said that you would become rig-like and get the PT this morning. So I'm going to go. Um, but thank you so much for your vulnerability. Thanks for having me. And your expertise. Appreciate you. It was fun. <laughs>